If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative Case on safe. And good morning. You are listening to All Things Sane with your host, me, State Representative Jason Sane. Uh, it is a lovely day in North Carolina, a crisp but very beautiful December day. Uh, great to have you listening, watching however you get the podcast. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one. We're going to have Congressman Patrick McHenry, who's kind of on his, uh, I guess, farewell tour. Uh, he has uh, announced that he is not seeking re-election. Uh, we found that out last, I think, Monday, maybe. And uh, it's, there's been some talk. There's been some interesting uh, entrance into the race. If you listen to State Representative Jeff McNeely's show, you know that um, uh, a, a guy that sits right beside me on the House floor, Gray Mills, is going to be running for the congressional seat, as is uh, Patrick Harrigan, who was running in the 14th district. I think it's the number. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you can run from anywhere. As long as you live in the state, you can run for Congress. And uh, so we've seen some jockeying in and around, and I don't think that's over just yet. Uh, filing goes on till Friday. We'll see who all the candidates are at the close of business, or maybe it's at noon on Friday. I think it's noon. But nevertheless, if uh, you're just itching to go file, uh, maybe you can go do that and uh, pick your office. Uh, in Lincoln County, we've got uh, been a little quiet. Uh, the county commission race seems to be the one that uh, we're getting the, the most participants in. So we've got some incumbents running for re-election. Uh, Kathy Davis, I think, did say that she's not running for re-election, uh, but uh, there'll be three seats there, and uh, we've had a number of folks file. Uh, Carol Mitchum, uh, who's been a longtime commissioner, uh, announced and, and did file for office. Uh, new entrants, including uh, Mark Mullen from the school board, uh, as uh, as well as Alex Patton, who's been our veteran service officer and a former county commissioner, and Anita McCall did file again. So uh, in Lincoln County, that's kind of the news. Uh, State House things are... Uh, Heating up a little bit um, in in the listening area. Uh, we've got a Democratic primary brewing in uh, former state, well, who will be former state representative John Bradford. He's still serving. He's got a year to serve. But uh, House District 98 is his district number and uh, kind of Lake area. And uh, Melinda Bells is the Republican nominee there. Uh, doesn't seem to be a primary there. and uh, But uh, there will be a primary on the Democratic side. So that'll be an interesting to want, one to watch. Uh, Lady named Yolanda Holmes is running against Trisha Cotham, uh, which is of interest. Uh, Trisha Cotham, longtime friend, had been an aisle maid on the on the floor of the house with me for a number of years in her first stint with the legislature, and uh, she is running for re-election this time as a Republican. She switched parties uh, this last year. Trisha has always been someone that uh, can work with both sides of the aisle, and she decided to make the switch, giving us a supermajority in the state house and so that uh, that race will be one to watch as well uh though i do believe that uh, we'll see that trisha has a lot of support uh as a republican as a democrat or whatever the people there like her and uh other than the the trolls that follow her on, on uh, twitter or x as it is now uh you know they'll, i think they'll find that she's uh she's pretty popular so good luck to her uh, that dim primary in the 98th is uh lisa jewel who's uh labeled as a community activist and uh, Beth uh, Helfrich. I don't know much about her, but anyway, those will be ones to watch. Of course, we've got uh, uh, governor's races, lieutenant governor's races. I think every friend I've got might be running for lieutenant governor. Um, it's it, uh, a lot, lot of lot of good names, uh, good people that are running. Uh, we'll have that primary sooner rather than later uh, this year because it is presidential election year. 
uh, that will happen uh, in March. So that uh, first Tuesday of March will be our, our primary election as well as the presidential primary. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, uh, Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, strong candidate, uh, well-liked and has always done well in the primary here when he's been on the ballot. And so expect him to do well. Uh, of course, you've got Governor DeSantis from Florida and then former Governor Nikki Haley from South Carolina also making moves. Uh, but that's not the only thing going on. Uh, we will get to Patrick McKinnon here shortly, uh, but I do want to talk about something I've been involved with over the last weekend. Pretty exciting news. As you know, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge UNC Charlotte uh, 49er football fan and a, and a huge fan of Coach Pogey and uh, the work he's doing and doing some incredible work again in, in the uh, using the portal. Uh, I got to I got introduced on Friday night to a young man named Max Brown, who's a Florida quarterback. He's transferring to Charlotte uh, following two seasons at Florida, uh, the quarterback and outfielder. So he's a, a multifaceted athlete. Uh, he is transferring to Charlotte. Met him and his mom and his younger brother. Uh, he's a Florida redshirt uh, freshman quarterback. And he intends to transfer to Charlotte. He announced that on Monday evening of this week. Uh, Brown announced his transfer portal departure from Florida on November 29th four days following the first start of his collegiate football career in uh, University of Florida's 2023 season finale against Florida State. Uh, he's a native of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Brown signed with Florida as a member of its two, 2022 recruiting class, committing to the program fewer than two months after Billy Napier's hiring as the Gators head coach in late 2021. Over six appearances in two seasons with the Gators, Brown completed 19 of 28 passes for 192 yards. With an interception, he rushed for 86 yards over 10 rushing attempts with sacks removed from the equation, according to Pro Football Focus. So uh, Brown also joined Florida's baseball team ahead of its 2023 season as an outfielder. He's six foot three, 220 pounds, impressive young man. Very confident, which is something you want when you have a quarterback kind of running the offense there. Uh, just a very, very impressive young man and looking forward to that. I know the coach, uh, the coaches have been incredibly excited about his entry uh, to Charlotte and, and we're, we're lucky to have him. Uh, again, can't, can't say enough good things about the guy. Um, just, just an incredible young man. Got it, got his head on his shoulders just right. And, uh, look, rest of the teammates are, are pretty excited that he's coming. So exciting news there. Uh, again, you're listening to all things sane. I'm state representative Jason Sane. We're talking about politics. We talk about sports. We talk about it all. Uh, glad to have you listening. However you listen, we, um, we will have Congressman Patrick McHenry on in the show. Uh, where he's doing his farewell tour. Um, it was a bit of a shock of an announcement because earlier in October, he had announced that he was running again. Of course, this was right after, maybe even still during the uh, the uh, speaker fallout where uh, Kevin McCarthy was ousted and a new speaker was eventually chosen, but we had a, a number of, of days there where it was a little bit of drama in the, in the U.S. Congress. I uh, don't envy that. Uh, good, good for good for those who want to deal with it. But uh, I think Patrick maybe had enough, but we'll get his side of the story. We'll find out. Uh, he served for 20, I think we'll be coming up on 20 years, uh, which is a long time to to be back and forth and away from your family and doing those things that, that you do when you serve in office. So certainly understandable, uh, regardless of what's happening on the national level. But we'll we'll get some inside scoop from him on that. Uh, but, it, but again, it, it does open up the congressional seat Something I did look at, I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, X, I can't ever get that right, um, you know that, uh, that there were some people who had called me, uh, certainly a lot of folks who who urged me to run. Uh, as I said, my my release one, Congress is defunctional, is, is all get out, but 
aside from that, uh, we do need good people that will run and try to change it. Uh, but I will also say that uh, I am glad that uh, Gray Mills is willing to step up and do that. He announced that on, on Jeff McNeely's show earlier on Monday uh, here on WSIC. So always stay tuned for all the good news. And if you're driving around in the, in the area, in the listing area, you have seen some of the uh, billboards that are up there, the digital billboards. I know when this show goes live, you, you get to see my big head there on the, uh, on the billboards. I saw it in Denver the other day when uh, one of the other folks was on. But great to have you listening today. Look forward to a great show. It always flies so fast. We're going to be talking about who's filed, who's not filed, and we'll talk to Congressman Patrick McHenry here in just a few minutes. And you're listening to All Things Sane on WSIC. Thanks for listening. We lose freedom here. There's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative James is safe. Welcome back to All Things Sane here on WSIC. Welcome to the jungle, the jungle right before Christmas time. Uh, I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane. Uh, I hope you're getting all the uh, things done that you need to get done before Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate, then uh, you know it's quickly coming. Uh, and I, I keep adding, we're getting new lists each day. Um, the, uh, my wife and son are never shy, and, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, although the sun could back it down just a little bit. Uh, but no, we're, we're looking forward to a great Christmas. Hope you are too, uh, or whatever you celebrate. Uh, and, and know that uh, um, at this time of year, we always think it's supposed to slow down. No, it just speeds up for me. Uh, you're listening to, to All Things Same. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about candidate filings. That has seemed to be the big news of, of uh, the political world this week. Uh, we announced that, uh, or Gray Mills announced that he's running for uh, 10th Congressional District, which covers a good part of the listing area, uh, Catawba, Lincoln, Iredell, Yadkin, and Forsyth counties, uh, as is Pat Harrigan. He switched from the 14th District, where he was, uh, he and uh, House Speaker Tim Moore were running, and now uh, another one of my House colleagues uh, is going to run for uh, Congress, and uh, glad, uh, glad to have good people who want to file and run, uh, because it is, uh, it's a mess up there, as we all know, but we'll talk to Patrick about that. Uh, get his perspective, uh, his perspective on retiring as well. He'll be on after after the 1130 break. Uh, lots going on, though. Uh, you know, not only is it Christmas time, uh, and I, I always think, well, we'll get to December and things will slow down just a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know that it's only increased. Uh, but hopefully we'll get to that little peaceful point here soon uh, as, as we do our shopping, get that out of the way or whatever it is that you do. Uh, or if you celebrate Festivus, um, you know, I'm a huge fan uh, of the Festivus uh, uh, fake holiday uh, that uh, is celebrated on December 23rd as an alter alternative to the pressures and commercialism of the Christmas season. Originally created by author Daniel O'Keefe, Festivus entered popular culture after it was made the focus of the 1997 Seinfeld episode, The Strike, which O'Keefe's son, Dan O'Keefe, co-wrote. Uh, the non-commercial holiday celebration, as depicted on Seinfeld, occurs on December 23rd and includes a Festivus dinner, an unadorned aluminum Festivus pole, practices such as the airing of grievances and feats of strength, and the labeling of easily explainable events as Festivus miracles. 
the episode refers to it as a festivus for the rest of us. Uh, we're, we're huge Seinfeld fans at my home. And so, hey, we, we, uh, we, we get to celebrate another day in the Christmas season. Uh, we, do, we do a little bit of festivus. Uh, although we don't really do the airing of grievances, though that might be an interesting show next week uh, where maybe we read mean tweets and letters that we get into our office uh, as we air the grievances. We'll do it for those those, those lucky folks who uh, send some of their best uh, to our office. We might uh, might bring Angela in from my office on that. be a lot of fun. We're doing some changes too. Uh, we announced a couple of weeks ago that Clark Reamer, a uh, longtime staffer for me, my chief of staff, uh, has moved on to the private sector and doing well there was just with him yesterday, but uh, that created an opportunity for Angela Miranda to step up and she is now my chief of staff and we've been looking for a legislative assistant and we found one last week. Uh, young lady Jennings, who is coming to work for us uh, come January uh, Jennings Tumlin uh, and she is uh, uh, going to be a rock star. Uh, she's she's uh, uh, from South Carolina originally, but been in North Carolina and uh, doing some studies. So uh, we'll bring her on board and get her acclimated. But as always, uh, you can always reach out to my office and you can email me, jason.sane, S-A-I-N-E, at ncleg.gov. Uh, if you need some help, that's G-O-V-Gov, not G-O-P, but G-O-V. And uh, you can also call our office at 919-733-5782. Uh, glad, glad to help field calls and help you navigate state government. That's the biggest part of our job. Uh, glad to do that. Um, as we're looking at filing uh, state house, I think the last count that uh, we had Stephen Wiley on last week from the uh, state house caucus, uh, I think we filed about, I want to say 82 seats, uh, or I'm sorry, 86 seats uh, for candidates uh, that have officially filed on the Republican side uh, as of yesterday. There may have been more today or late yesterday afternoon, but Democrats had uh, 78 filed, 120 seats. So um, it doesn't mean that everybody has to run for one, but we've got some interesting ones. Uh, I saw news of a, of a libertarian primary. I think it's for maybe city council or county commission down in Fayetteville. I think it's city council. Uh, that, that will be, I guess, a first in North Carolina where two libertarians are filing for the same office and will, in, in, in essence, uh, they'll have to have a primary vote as well in March. So that, that will be new. Uh, you know, the hits never stop coming. Uh, we've had a number of retirements that have been announced in the John Faircloth seat, state representative Faircloth uh, seat, over over around High Point in Greensboro area. Uh, he's retiring. He's one of the appropriations chairs. Think the world of John, former police chief, just a super guy. Uh, but he's 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 had enough. He's uh, he's done his service and and uh, wanting to enjoy a little bit of retirement there. Uh, but it's open. I think. A, I think Stephen told me yesterday a five-way primary, a Republican primary. So, uh, including uh, former state representative John Bluss. So, uh, that one will be interesting just because there's so many people in it. Uh, and then, then like I say, we'll we'll see some some other ones. I'm sure between now and Friday at noon pop up that uh, will cause people to raise eyebrows. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the sixth district has maybe a, another candidate or two for Congress. Sixth District uh, maybe has one or two more that might file that haven't filed yet. Uh, we shall see on that as well. Um, but lots, lots going on uh, here in North Carolina uh, with 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 filing with with everybody uh, kind of you know going back and forth and figuring out what they're going to do. Uh, John Bradford from our area uh, had looked at the uh, 10th district, but now is running in the uh, 
think it's six district as well. Uh, I get them a little confused myself. So all that going on. Uh, and hey, do appreciate loyal listeners. I just got a text from my friend, Joe Boss, who we've had uh, on the show a time or two uh, from the Charlotte Regional Partnership. He's listening in. So really appreciate you, Joe. And you can call the show 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, feel free to do so. Or, or if you've got my phone number, you can text me. I'm not giving that over, out over the air. Uh, but if you look hard enough, you could probably find it. Uh, talking about some of the uh, retirements, too. Um, just saw in the Insider today, State Representative uh, Terrence Everett, who represents Northwest Wake County in uh, the North Carolina House. He will not want run for re-election, uh, he said Tuesday. So Everett is a Democrat in his third term. Uh, he wants to spend more time with his children, who hardly remember a time when I was not a politician, according to him. Hey, I feel it. Uh, get you there. Uh, they're growing up and I want to take a moment before they start leaving me. And I can't blame him for that. Um, you know, a lot of times you, you, you say something like that as a politician and immediately the, the, uh, the trolls on social media come out and say, oh, that's for 10 other reasons than what it is. Uh, I respect it. I understand it. Going through the same thing as we looked at the congressional run. Uh, our son is 15. He's playing basketball. He'll be playing football next year. Uh, we enjoy the things we get to do with him. He's our only one and really don't want to miss out on those years. So DC just didn't seem like the right fit for now. Um, and if you know, people don't understand that, that's on them. Uh, but, uh, but I certainly, uh, can appreciate, uh, Representative Everett's, uh, uh, sentiment there. Uh, his, his news article says that, uh, his decision creates an open seat in house district 35, a key district in next year's elections. The seat is one of a handful of toss up districts that can be won by a Republican or a Democrat, and it will likely help determine whether Republicans maintain their supermajority in the House, and thus the ability to overturn a governor's veto without relying on Democratic votes. Um, Democrat Yvonne Hopkins, a Raleigh attorney, has filed for the seat, and Everett has endorsed her, and Republican attorney Mike Scheiselt has filed as well, and there's a libertarian in the race, Michael Oakes. So that will be another one to watch as we, uh, as we get closer into it. Uh, that will be uh, one in November that uh, will will help determine uh, what the future of the House looks like. So, uh, and I mentioned that uh, Cotham's got a challenger, Representative Cotham, Trisha Cotham, uh, Yolanda Holmes, first Democrat to run in the twenty four to run in twenty twenty four against Representative Trisha Cotham, who switched her party affiliation from Democrat to Republican in April, uh, shaking up state politics and granting Republicans a key vote. So, uh, again, another one to watch uh, as you're listening. Uh, after the 1130 break, we're going to have Congressman Patrick McHenry join us. Uh, we'll talk to him about retirement. We'll talk to him about Congress. Maybe we'll get some of the secret inside stuff that was happening uh, while he was herding cats. Actually, I think he's probably more juggling cats uh, during that whole speaker process. Not envious. Uh, although in North Carolina, we, have, we saw what was happening there and did something a little differently. Uh, some of the folks who have been uh, likely uh, speaker candidates, including myself, uh, our majority leader, John Bell, and State Representative Destin Hall serves as our rules chairman. Uh, we came together and we, we, we felt like we could, you know, between the three of us and, uh, and also State Representative Brendan Jones had a hand in this too, the talks that maybe we could, we could find somebody that at least we could get behind. Uh, there's other candidates, Keith Kidwell, uh, State Representative Keith Kidwell says he's still in the race. So uh, no, no disrespect to him at all. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be back in uh, Representative Hall. We, we've been good friends for a long time and, uh, and, and think the world of him too. So, uh, but hopefully we don't get into the drama that has happened in, the, in Washington, D.C. Uh, that just, to me, seems like no fun at all. 
but you know, it is what it is. Um, we'll ask Patrick. We'll find out from him what uh, what that's going to look like, uh, what the next year is going to look like. I know he's working on some other bills on cryptocurrency uh, that that he his office and my office have worked on, trying to figure out what what that's going to look like from a federal standpoint, from a state standpoint. Um, you know, we want to we want to make sure we we get things right uh, as there's there's different ideas out there. Uh, but uh, but we'll we'll uh, pick his brain on that as well. But it does open up a seat that we will be looking at, uh, and uh, State Representative Gray Mills and Pat Harrigan are going to run for for that seat. And there may be more that file. Who knows? Uh, we we shall see. But uh, you're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. Coming up after the break, we will have Congressman Patrick McHenry. Stay tuned for that. I think it'll be a pretty interesting segment. So really appreciate you listening. We lose freedom here. There's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. All things safe with Representative Jason Sane. And welcome back to All Things Sane here on WSIC. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. Glad to have you listening or watching today, whichever you're doing, or if you're catching us later on the podcast, appreciate you doing that as well. Uh, We've been talking about uh, candidate filings, a little bit of football here and there. Uh, UNC Charlotte is no longer playing this season, but I think with this new quarterback, Max Brown from Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, had been playing at Florida, University of Florida with the Gators. Uh, coming to Charlotte, I think this young man uh, gives us something really big to hope for here in the near future as the team is being built under the, the what will be the second year uh, under coach Biff Pogey. And uh, and Biff was pretty excited about it when I talked to him uh, last uh, last week when this kid was coming into town. And I had a chance to meet him, meet him and his family, a little younger brother that was uh, a pretty cool kid just to talk to. And uh, but but fun times, just uh, just a, it, I think for the city of Charlotte, for the region as a university really builds a, a football program that people will follow. Uh, it's it's going to be some 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 big things that are happening. So very excited about that. Uh, coming up, uh, we've got uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry just sent me a text. He's he's uh, trying to, to extract himself from a Zoom meeting. Uh, said he would call soon. We'll hear from him. But talking about some of the uh, uh, the filings for. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, uh, you know, people people who just don't pay attention to it, which I don't blame you. Um, if you don't, uh, might, might not know who all's uh, filing, but uh, the race for Congress is on. Uh, Patrick McHenry has announced that he's retiring. So in the 10th district, there'll be a race uh, in the new 14th district. I think it's 14th. I get the numbers mixed up. As If I do, I know you do. Um, but uh, former Speaker, or not former Speaker, but current Speaker of the House, uh, Tim Moore is running for Congress as well. Uh, his former opponent, uh, Pat Harrigan, has switched to the 10th District. And then State Representative Gray Mills has announced he's running for that. So we'll, we'll uh, as as the primaries go on, well, I'm sure we'll talk to a lot of those folks as well. But it seems like uh, sometimes everybody and their brother wants to run for, uh, for, uh, for Congress. And uh, I am not exactly one of those. I, uh, I have, uh, l- we did look at it. Um, it was asked to look at it. I had a number of people uh, call and encourage, but uh, just at this time, 
with our son being 15 in high school doing his thing. We, we want to enjoy that. And uh, uh, we can do that while I serve in the state house, but it would become really difficult to do uh, if, if we were going back and forth to Washington, D.C. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the skinny on that. Uh, there's another candidate. Uh, I'm just looking here in the 10th district that has filed a Diana Jemison. Don't know much about that person. De- Diana, Deanna um, from Hickory. And so uh, that will be two, two candidates uh, from the Hickory area. Uh, although uh, on the on the filings, you can go to the state website for the North Carolina State Board of Elections and see these things, but they're in a huge PDF format or you can download a searchable uh, CSV file, but it just gets really confusing. I think it's probably just as easy to let one of us here on WSIC tell you who's filed. And then at the end of it, we can find out who, who all ended up filing. But uh, it's, uh, it's hard to follow, especially if you're looking at the uh, 13th district. Uh, it looks to me like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten candidates in the Republican primary uh, for the 13th congressional district. So they will not be without someone running uh, there. So uh, plenty of folks. So if you're thinking about it, I mean, you can you can live anywhere. Uh, join. You might win with the, with that many people in. Um, I did mention that uh, Tim Moore and Jeff Gregory are now running in the 14th district. So. Uh, Jeff Gregory, if I remember correctly, had run one time, maybe twice, uh, challenging Patrick McHenry in the 10th district. So uh, governor's race, I think there's four Democrats running there. Uh, Josh Stein, probably the front runner, our our current attorney general. And then uh, Michael Morgan, who was uh, on the state Supreme Court, uh, is also uh, probably a a leading candidate there. The other two, just not sure who they are. No no offense to them, just don't know them. We've got a race for for governor, as you know, Del Falwell and Bill Graham, and then Mark Robinson uh, will be filing our lieutenant governor. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just got got uh, a note here that uh, we mentioned Jeff Gregory running for Congress. Apparently, he's run six times. So uh, you know, this could be this could be the uh, the right one, uh, but uh, has run six times for for Congress. Uh, lieutenant governor's race mentioned Deanna Ballard, dear friend of mine. Uh, family. She's from Lincoln County. Her her, uh, her family's a lot of my constituents. Uh, love, love Deanna, but also love my, my good friend Jeffrey Elmore, who's one of my my co-chairs in appropriations. We've had him on the show. We've had Deanna on the show, and then uh, uh, also Hal Weatherman, good friend of mine. So, and there's other folks too that uh, uh, that are running for that. Um, uh, met met a few of them on the campaign trail. Uh, so again, if I don't mention you, it's not because I don't uh, throw any shade your way. Just don't, uh, just don't know you as well as I know some of the others. And uh, but but that uh, uh, when you get that many people that are that interested in running, it, it tells you that, that, that there's at least something going on. Um, uh, and I just I love my audience, right? So you give me all this information. Apparently, Jemison in that 10th district race ran a writing campaign against McHenry last time and got a whopping 110 votes in the general election. Uh, clearly effective. Uh, so we'll we'll see now that uh, uh, she is uh, an official candidate. We'll see what happens there. Um, that one I do have to chuckle about, uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we'll 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 see. Maybe she maybe this was uh, maybe that was just a warm up for a real campaign. Uh, it is an open seat, so we'll see what happens. Um, other interesting uh, uh, races of note: uh, State Senator Natasha Marcus. Uh, from from the Lake Norman area is going to be, she's from Davidson, 
She's going to be running for commissioner of insurance, she announced this week. Uh, she filed just yesterday, a uh, little bit of a surprise. So there'll be a primary there. There's a David Wheeler who's running for uh, commissioner of insurance on the Democrat side. And then uh, as of what I'm looking at, we've got, uh, and there may be more, but there's two candidates for insurance commissioner, uh, uh, commissioner Causey, is the incumbent Mike Causey, and then Robert Brawley from the Lake Norman area, who served as a state legislator uh, once upon a time, is uh, running for commissioner of insurance. So primary there. So uh, if you if you like these kind of things and, and like watching to see who is going to, to end up uh, becoming the elected official there, uh, we will not hurt for primaries. There's plenty out there. Uh, commissioner of Labor, also apparently a popular one with Republicans. We've got four candidates there. Uh, uh, Luke Farley, uh, Travis Wilson, John Hardisher, and Chuck Stanley are all running for commissioner of labor. And uh, we'll, we'll see again what happens. I think uh, Democrats only have one candidate, Braxton Winston out of Charlotte. I know Braxton very well. I wouldn't exactly define him as a centrist, but uh, I think he would say that too. But uh, nevertheless, he's, he's going to make a go of it. He's uh, currently sitting on the Charlotte City Council, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Elaine Marshall running for Secretary of State, and then uh, she's the incumbent, and then we've got three Republicans running there. Uh, Chad Brown, who's county commissioner in Gaston County, I know very well, and then also uh, Jesse Thomas and Christine Villaverde uh, are running. Uh, Villaverde is from Fuquay, Verena, and Thomas, Jesse Thomas is from Cary, Chad Brown from Stanley, North Carolina. Chad's a good friend, and, and I want to wish him well. Uh, but again, uh, lots of folks. Um, uh, seeking office, it is if you're if you're a political wonk, it's a fun time to watch and see what happens. Um, it is uh, it's amazing uh, to me sometimes the the folks that are, are willing to stick their neck out. And I guess I guess I'm maybe in that category since I do it too. But uh, uh, there's there's some big jobs and big shoes to fill on, on a lot of these uh, uh, offices. North Carolina Auditor is another one. Um, obviously, our incumbent auditor. Uh, just resigned, uh, was replaced by Jessica Holmes, was appointed by the governor uh, to fill out that, that post. Uh, so on the Democrat side, we have this, that uh, Jessica Holmes, but then we have uh, a libertarian candidate, uh, Bob Drack, I think if I pronounce it correct, D-R-A-C-H. Um, and, uh, and then we've got a whole host of auditor candidates. And my friend Jeff Tart uh, from Cornelius uh, is running for state senator but also Anthony Street, uh, James Key, Gerard Clark, actually goes by Jack, and uh, I know Jack very well, um, and then uh, Charles uh, Dingy. So uh, all those. But I think I think we've extricated uh, the congressman from his Zoom meeting. Uh, congressman, do we have you on the line? I'm here. Sorry I'm late. Oh, but, man. Uh, uh, kind of a big deal, man. You're up there in Congress. I mean, you, I'm getting a lot done. I I know you oh, wake up please, and walk please. in and just take care of business up there in D.C. I mean, it's a uh, it lends itself to getting things done. So uh, no, no worries. Well, Welcome to the good show. Good to be with you, and um, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So this is like your farewell tour. I, I've, I've been promoting you uh, all hour. As uh, uh, you, you got to feel like the guy that just sold that boat that you bought. Uh, you know, 20 years ago. Um, you've been in since 2004. If uh, if you were here in the area at the time, 
you remember your race, uh, you were you were an upstart. You had been serving in the North Carolina House for one full term. And then Cass Ballinger, the incumbent congressman, uh, was not seeking reelection. And I remember you called me one Saturday morning and said, hey, I think I'm going to run for this thing. And, you know, be, me being the good friend that I am, told you that there's no way you could win, but we'd support you anyway. Uh, and you stunned and, us all. And you, and were, you became... were very close to being correct. <laughs> but you made it through. You got got into a primary and uh, won that primary. What Bob? What like three hundred votes? Something like that? Three hundred twenty-three votes? Eighty-five votes. I, you know, I was a, I was very generous. Eighty-five votes. Wow, razor thin. Uh, but since that time, you have uh, found your footing in Congress, uh, getting to the top of the of the leadership pile there. Um, I know some days it probably felt like you were on top of a pile of, of leadership, of course. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I know with everything that went on with the speaker's race, that was, uh, you know, unexpected, uh, Kevin McCarthy was trying to hold it together. Uh, you had some, some rogue, uh, caucus members had a different idea. Um, and you, you ended up the center of attention. So how, how's it feel these days to, be through with that episode and, and kind of look into the future. Well, this has been a, a wild year legislatively, just like your session that would never end. Um, and you're in the middle of your budget negotiate. You know, you're in the middle of all those major budget fights um, in Raleigh. I had my similar moment of, you know, helping negotiate the debt ceiling um, uh, you know, the debt ceiling deal that we did in uh, June, May, June, um, and which, you know, we brought the, the largest spending cuts we've had in American history um, and uh, in serious regulatory reform as a, as a, as a part of that. Um, and, uh, and then serving as Speaker Pro Tem for 23 days this fall uh, to, to bridge the gap between um, Speaker McCarthy and uh, Speaker Johnson. Uh, it was a, a wild and unique um, ride and, uh, and grateful to have the opportunity to, to affect policy and be a part of a little quirky part of history. Um, with, well, let me, um, let me cut you short just real quick because we did get up to a, yeah. to a break, but uh, we'll come back and we're, we're talking with Patrick McHenry. And welcome back to All Things Sane with State Representative Jason Sane. I am your host. It is, we are glad to have you listening. Uh, as we approach the Christmas holiday, whatever you may be celebrating, I hope you're finding some peace this time of year. I haven't quite found mine, but uh, anticipating it. Talking to a guy who probably has found a little more peace than the rest of us these days, uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry has announced that he is not going to seek re-election he is not entering the portal. He's not seeking another office, or at least, I mean, you still have two days, Patrick. Uh, if you want to change your mind or do something <laughs> else, uh, we could get you in. Yeah, what are you thinking of? What are you thinking of? What are you, what are you thinking I should go? I mean, there's a few people running for auditor and treasurer. I, hey, look, actually, that 13th district there, that congressional district there in Raleigh, I don't think they have enough people running. I think it's, I, we counted 10 earlier. So, you could you could be magic Ten? number eleven and probably that's walk away. The number? Yeah, I mean oh that's just a primary. Lord, that's crazy. <laughs> so not quite as crazy uh, uh, here in in the tenth district, which uh, you were you were not uh, running for again. But uh, 
the uh, I do know that uh, one of your former nemesis, Diana Jemison, who ran a stellar uh, 110 vote write-in campaign in the general election, is now officially filing for office. Uh, uh, can we expect an endorsement from you anytime soon? Not really familiar with who that is. <laughs> I, I, apparently, only 110 people were. Um, nevertheless, uh, it's uh, glad to we're glad to have you on the show. Uh, you're you're doing your farewell tour for sure, but you've got a lot coming up still. I mean, there's still work to be done. You've got another year of Congress uh, that you'll be serving in. What are, what are you working on? Um, well, a, a lot of things. So I, I've got, um, the, you know, this is the 19th year I've been in Congress. The, the end of next year will be 20. Uh, but I've had one year of my chairmanship that I've, I've had. I've got one to go. So I still have a lot of work to do uh, for, for moving policy through the Financial Services Committee and trying to get enacted in law, which is tough, tough in any environment, uh, but uh, especially tough right now in divided government. So I've got a lot of work to do on uh, capital formation, helping small businesses access investment capital, uh, allowing investors to have new opportunities for investment, um, and then uh, data privacy to make sure that your financial data is protected or the best standards in the world. Um, and then finally, uh, giving regulatory form, consumer protection uh, to digital assets, uh, cryptocurrency. And we've got a lot of work to do to, to make sure we have clear policy there. Well, I, I know you've been passionate about cryptocurrency and, and trying to navigate it the best way possible uh, with a light hand touch of regulation versus just shutting something that's new and innovative down. Uh, but that that doesn't come easy in a in a Congress that, that doesn't adapt well to new and innovative. So you got your work cut out for you. Um, it, do you find that that's something that is that so nuanced and nerdy that only a handful of people even want to try to understand it, or or is it is it making its way through through kind of the, the rank and file members of Congress that they understand that cryptocurrency is is here and something that that we'll probably have to deal with. Um, you know, it, it is a, um, well, it depends. It really depends because you have, uh, you have folks that know that it's going to have an impact. They're not sure, uh, they don't understand it, uh, but they know it's, it's architecture of the internet that, that, that ahead. <clears throat> so they're interested in learning, but they don't know the contours of it. Maybe even a little embarrassed. They don't know it. Um, but, uh, and people said, well, I, I don't fully understand uh, cryptocurrency. You're like, well, do you fully understand how your telephone works? No, but use it every day. And likewise, right. we have financial products and, and technology <coughs> that we use all the time, but we don't know the mechanics of it. I mean, from an ATM machine uh, to Venmo, um, to even how you log into your bank account, you don't know all the technical specifications of it. You just want to be able to use it and do it. And so um, it's my job to, and your job, to make sure that we know the policy and we know the policy deep enough so we can protect people and let that policy flourish as well. Um, and that is, is a complicated balance. We want, to, we want capital formation. You want uh, people to be able to invest and grow um, and grow uh, their investment. Um, you want small businesses to be able to grow and prosper. You want things to be done uh, faster, cheaper, um, and uh, more um, uh, more easily. And so um, 
so I think it's really important that uh, policymakers engage in that, be focused on that, and in trying to uh, always look around the corner or look ahead uh, to make sure that um, we we're doing the right thing to make sure America stays atop uh, the global economy. Well, you, you bring an excellent point. Um, it's coming whether you understand it or not. And, and to that point, you know, I, I don't do much work on my car these days. Uh, once upon a time, I can remember, you know, as particularly as a high schooler, uh, changing the oil myself because it could save money and I didn't have. Uh, and, and, you know, doing small, small little repairs. But uh, you, we drive cars every day and we don't fully understand them. Uh, there's a lot of tech built into that. I, I think about uh, Fortnite V-Bucks. Uh, I, I didn't didn't think I understood uh, digital currency until someone said, does your kid play Fortnite and do they ask you for money to then buy a different currency to then go buy things with? I said, yes. They said, well, there you go. There's digital currency. You're using it uh, right away. And so I, I think people will be shocked at just uh, how much they are familiar with it without understanding that they're they're they might be touching their lives in some way, shape, or form. Um, you, you, uh, you've, you've led on a lot of innovation, but particularly in the financial sector. Uh, that'll be, leave a big hole once you're gone of, of, of you know, really understanding uh, the industry, uh, and, which is so important to this area. Uh, you know, in this footprint of Lake Norman area, a lot of our folks are working at the banks downtown, uh, or they're remotely working for the banks or some other financial uh, industry, uh, financial sector uh, industry. Um, how do you how do you see the future in your absence? Oh, look, I mean, we've got an embarrassment of riches of highly talented folks. I'm sorry you took a pass at running for Congress. Uh, you would have made a, a great uh, member of Congress. Um, and uh, but I know you've got serious leadership ahead of you in Raleigh, just like you've been doing for the last a number of years. Um, I mean, the work that you put into tax reform and leading tax reform as, as the head of the finance committee. And now what you've done with the appropriations committee and making sure we spend less, uh, but making sure we spend more, much smarter. I mean, making sure that we're actually building roads and bridges rather than spending it on, uh, on, on a bunch of, uh, of uh, bureaucrats in Raleigh. So, you know, I know you've got uh, your leadership you're you're uh, carrying out in Raleigh, but you would have been a fantastic, uh, fantastic leader in D.C. And maybe one day you will be. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm really grateful that you're in Raleigh. Well, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, and, and thank you. And, and, you know, in anybody that's paid much attention to North Carolina politics, understand the friendship that you and I have. And uh, I, I, I humble that you say that and and. I've always appreciated your leadership. It's been a great uh, kind of duo. I, I uh, you know, cringe a little bit thinking that it's it's going to change. Just, but I, but I'm sure we'll get you know a great congressman and somebody I can work with and 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 you know into the future. And to your point, uh, just said no today. Didn't say no forever. Uh, Jackson will be older and uh, and you know we'll be in a different place. But but it is there's a lot of good work to do in Raleigh still, and I, I love being a part of. Uh, something that is uh, leading the nation other states are looking at and trying to mimic what we're doing. Uh, and look, you, you've set a pathway in, in Congress that I think too many people uh, these days go in and just want to go to the fight, right? They, they simply want to go name call, um, jump on television and not do much. You've accomplished a lot uh, in your time in Congress, which is 
no small task. A uh, lot, lot more people, a uh, lot more eyes on what you're doing, uh, and a lot more acrimony than, than what I have to deal with in Raleigh. Uh, but you've been a, you've you've been able to to really chart your path there and to to be successful and to represent the people in the 10th district. So I thank you for that. Um, I think a lot of folks could uh, look at your playbook and and take some pages out if they want to be successful when they when they do arrive at Congress. But like like everything else, uh, oh. no no one lasts forever uh, in any of these institutions, and it wasn't designed to be that way. So it's uh, you know you, you hope people remember you for your service. Uh, and you you look back on your record and, and hope that people understand that, uh, you know, some of the good that you were able to do. And uh, I know what you've done. So I, I do thank you. Um, how, how, how's the wife adjusting to this news? Is uh, she pretty happy that things are going to change a little bit in the McHenry household? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you know, the kids um, are, are <clears throat> um, I've only known me as a member of Congress. So um, you know, they're going to have to adapt to me being around a little bit more, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the family, uh, I think my wife's just grateful that I'm not just talking to her about it, that I can go talk to other people about it and finally make it, make it known what, what we've been privately talking about for, for, um, for a few months. So, um, anyway, uh, really grateful for the opportunity to serve and Jason, thank you for your friendship, uh, before either one of us were elected. Um, you and I were in the trenches together fighting the good fight uh, for conservative policies and trying to elect good people. And um, I'm proud to call you a friend. Well, ditto. Uh, can't, can't say enough good things. We are wrapping up this show, uh, unfortunately, for today. But, Patrick, I'm so glad to have you on and, and, and do appreciate your friendship uh, and, and your leadership. And we, we've got another year to go. So it's, it, we're not done. But it's just the, the breaking news of the day. Uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry, always great to have you on. Uh, we'll have you on again soon, I'm sure, because uh, I don't think the news is over in, in uh, Washington, D.C., but thanks for being on. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too. You've been listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We do this every Wednesday from 11 to 12. Glad to have you listening, watching, or however you get us. Maybe it's on the podcast. Uh, you can always find us YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, X, whatever you want to call it, we're there. We'll be back next week with our, I guess, our pre-Christmas edition of the show. Thanks for listening.